All right, cool. So let's get into it. This one is building a rock solid foundation. So as you guys know, I just invested a bunch of money into a leadership and personal development program, and I wanted to share the content with you guys. All right, so what we're gonna cover, first things first, how strong is your foundation? If you guys have something to write with, please take this out. I invested a bunch of money in this, and I wanna give it to you guys for free. Second thing is two states of being, the function of your brain to me or for me, the most important decision, the magic formula, and then I'm really excited about this closing exercise. So first things first, JP, can you read that for me? Success is attracted by the person that you become. So what do you think that means from a Jim Rohn quote uh, in terms of how strong is your foundation? How do you think the two of those connect? I suppose just that if you don't have a solid foundation that you can't move up from there. Um, mm -hmm. You know, maybe, maybe kind of like, you know, if you're not getting the right amount of hours of sleep per night, then it's like, you know, maybe you're not going to be able to go out and crush it that next day. I love that. Junior, go ahead, second one. Your mindset is the foundation of your business. What is going on between your ears is by far the most important part of your business. All right, so you've been doing this a long time. I think you'd agree with that. Mm -hmm. Kevin, you've been through different parts of this business now, and I think you're, you're developing that mindset even more now where you're understanding that's everything in this, right? Next one. We are all trying to build the perfect business, one that we love, one that each day makes us feel fulfilled. But if your foundation is not where it needs to be, Similarly to your dream home being built on a weak foundation, eventually that business or home is going to crumble right to the ground. You guys agree with that? Mm -hmm. So in the guy's program that I invested in, he shows this big, beautiful dream home on the right side that all of us would be super happy to live in. And if it's built on a weak foundation, this thing's gonna crumble and you got nothing, right? So you have to make sure your foundation is solid. Two states of being. There's only two states of being. Kevin, can you read that? So for your state and beautiful state, there are no other states, just different levels of each. You may think of, you may think you are in a beautiful state, but in reality you are just at a low level of suffering. Okay, so let's go deeper in that. Most people are addicted to stress, right? We live in Long Island, New York. Everything here is quick, 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 right? They feel like if they're not stressed out all the time, they're not busy enough and they're not moving forward. That's how I feel. Right, if I'm sitting in my house sometimes just relaxing and I know that there's other productive things I can be doing, I stress myself out for no reason. Do you guys feel like that at any point? Mm -hmm. Like if you're kind of just sitting around, you're like, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's not going, I'm not stressed enough, I'm not moving forward. Mm -hmm. And it's such a toxic trap that I feel like so many of us fall into. So keep that moving. Then he talks about two concepts, heaven on earth and hell on earth. So heaven on earth, can you read that, JP? Being in a beautiful state as much as possible. You are awake, present, and intentional. You are passionate, calm, joy, peace, love, etc. Heaven on earth comes from being intentional about your actions. Right, so there's a reason I had you read that one. When you write out your list from the night before for the next mm -hmm. day, and you wake up and you execute that, and you're intentional about your actions, mm -hmm. how do you feel going throughout that day? You feel great. You feel like you're accomplishing tasks that you actually set out to do. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then if you stay away from that, right, and let's say you write out the list and you don't write out the list, mm -hmm. you fall more into this place, right? Sure. Stress, depression, anxiety, worry, frustration, anger, sadness, fear, loneliness, etc. You're on autopilot throughout most of the day. Right. Which, that's where you get to the end of that day and you're like, what the hell happened? Mm -hmm. The whole day just got away from me. Yeah. I didn't really have anything happen and it was just a waste, right? So I really think that's such an interesting place. So... I'm gonna ask you guys a couple times throughout this training to close your eyes and just think about your life right now. So do me a favor, guys, close your eyes, 10, 15 seconds, whatever it is, and just think about your life right now. Think about what's wrong with your life right now. Go to that place of negativity and fear that oftentimes prevents you from moving forward, right? So think about that. Now, while your eyes are still closed, think about alternatively what you can be grateful for. The weather outside, it's beautiful today. The people that you care about, the people that care about you, your heartbeat, the ability to breathe freely, right? The stuff that we just take for granted, right? So keep your eyes closed for another 10 seconds. Think about both of those things conversely, right? Cool, all right guys, open up your eyes. Junior, can you read that last one for me? When you focus on what's wrong with your life, it puts you in a state of suffering. When you focus on what you are grateful for, for 
for you put yourself into a beautiful state. Most people are constantly in varying degrees of suffering. Being negative is a default setting for a human. Why do you think that is? So why do you think that negative state, right? Wasn't it so easy for me when I did this exercise? It was like, wow, it's very easy to put myself in a negative state. It's very easy to think about what's wrong in your life. Why do you think it's easier to do that when in reality you flip the script and start thinking about gratitude? It actually takes effort, right? Isn't it much more easy and natural to put yourself in a negative state than it is in a positive state? Why do you think that is? I thought this was super interesting. I think it has part to do with like survival instinct and why like our brain doesn't want us to go past what's comfortable and what's uncomfortable. So it puts us into this negative state to make us feel comfortable and we don't Go back anything. further. Go back further. What about when we were living, when we were living in caves? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Why did you need to be on constant negative mindset mode then? You said the right word before. What was it? Survival. survival. <laughs> Why did you need to be in survival mode when you were at living in a cave? Because we were at the top of the food chain. Think about that. So, and the next slide we're going to get into all of this, but I think this is so interesting because we're operating on old, outdated software. The saber-toothed tiger is not outside of our cave, ready to eat our youngest that wanders outside at the wrong time. But yet we're still operating with that mindset. So the function of your brain, I think this is so interesting. Kevin, your brain is a problem. Problems over the device. Your brain does not care about your happiness. It does not care about your success. If anyone loves you, your business. If anyone loves you, your business, etc. It only cares about your survival and keeping you safe. It is how our species survived all these years. So I thought this was so interesting because we don't think about it this way. Because we're so far removed from living in this dangerous world where we could walk outside and an animal would kill us. Yeah. We live in a world where we have to create problems for ourselves to be afraid of so we can still have that functionality of our brains, right? So let's continue to keep moving through this. JP, if there is no problem, your brain will create a problem, even if it does not exist. Your brain is always searching for potential threats to keep you safe and help you to survive. This is why most people are always in a negative suffering state. Survival mode equals suffering state. So what does that mean? Survival mode equals suffering state. Let's go deeper into this. Your brain is always searching for potential threats to keep you safe and to keep you safe and help you survive. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I believe it goes hand in hand with what David Garden talks about how you want to quit at 40%. So... You essentially thinking that's what you got, and you know it's easy to go back to that survival instinct, like oh, this is too much. Let me go back to this comfortable zone of where I'm at. And you're still in the suffering state. Where if you just push, you still the other side. Just from all the hard work you're putting in. I love that. This is a tough concept for a lot of people to understand. Self obsession is the root cause of suffering. What does that mean? This is very high level. Self-obsession is the root cause of suffering. What's self-obsession? Looking inward. Looking inward. Mm-hmm. Focusing on yourself. Focusing on yourself, right? Selfishness. Selfishness, right? But how is that the root cause of suffering? How are those two connected? And we're going to get into that, but I want to see if you guys have an idea of what that is before I pull it up. I probably because you don't never give yourself an opportunity to give yourself gratitude. You're always... That's a component. That's a component. What else? Because like trying to be perfect, like you always find something that you could be better at, but you're never satisfied with you know who you are. Okay. I think one good example was actually I just saw something yesterday when I was like, in social media. Uh, when it comes to like girls, girls like she's like oh I'm too skinny, something's are yeah. But in reality, there's like a, there's a guy always that looks looks for a girl that's, he doesn't like somebody that's skinny, so he likes some different, you know, different type of girls. But there's always somebody for somebody. And, uh, it's, it's just the mentality of a girl that thinks that I have to be this in order to be that. But in reality, you just gotta be yourself and then you'll be you know, happy and find somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the internet dropped out. Either way, so when you're faced with any challenge, the first thing most people will do is immediately think about how they are going to be negatively impacted. I know, the internet dropped out. So let me, let me say it again. When you're faced with any challenge, the first thing most people will do is immediately think about how they will be negatively impacted. 
Suffering is the pain you put yourself through because of the challenges you are facing. The negative reaction to the situation causes the suffering. Yeah. Think about that, right? So when you're faced with any challenge, the first thing most people do is immediately think about how they will be negatively impacted. That's why self-obsession is the root cause of suffering. Uh-huh. Think about that. If something happened to you, you face a challenge, right? You got fired from your job. You're dealing with uh, a breakup, right? Mm-hmm. Breakups, that's something we've all experienced, right? At some point in our lives, right? If you're going through a breakup, self-obsession in that moment is, what did I, you know, have, like, why did this not work, right? Why is this happening to me? Mm-hmm. That's the root cause of suffering, right? You get fired from your job. This is another example he brings up. The root cause of suffering there, the self-obsession is, what are people going to think about me getting fired? Am I not good enough? That's the suffering you put on yourself. When you first start a new job, all of you probably experienced this. I know I did. I know Janir did when he first started. You're like, this job is so simple. There's other people thriving in it, but I can't do it. That's the suffering you put on yourself. So I thought this was so interesting to think about that because if you just take yourself out of this and you understand there's challenges to be overcome, the suffering does not need to be part of that, you get through the process that much faster. Mm-hmm. And that's the number one thing in our industry and the reason why most people fail within the first 30 days. They can't separate the suffering from the challenge. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And now that you guys have been doing this for a little while, you eat rejection for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and you let it roll off your back. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you've learned to detach the suffering from the challenge. Mm-hmm. And now you look at the challenge as nothing more than a challenge to be overcome. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I thought this was super powerful when going through this because it really illustrates the fact that, that you that's a learned skill. That's something you have to reprogram for yourself. Because if you live and you let your brain be on autopilot, how what state are you going to be in? You're going to be in a suffering survival mode state. Yeah. And when you're out there all day long and you're living in survival mode and you're suffering and you're thinking about how all of this stuff is negatively impacting yourself, can you be successful? Yeah. Right? But how often do I find ourselves in those situations? Almost every day. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think that was really powerful. So to me or for me? Uh, Junior, please. Suffering state, this is happening to me. Beautiful state, this is happening for me. There's a very big difference between the two. Okay. So suffering state again, this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Woe is me. All of those people that are always complaining about everything happens to me. I'm a victim. Mm-hmm. Beautiful state is this is happening for me. So the same situation can be perceived two different ways based on your mindset. Mm-hmm. Kevin. This is happening to me. Will it that never really cause more suffering and negativity? This is happening for me. Will get you in a beautiful state so you can start thinking positively about the future, not negatively about the past. So go deeper on that for me, Kevin. What does that mean? This is happening to me. Will inevitably cause more suffering and negativity? So if something happens in your life, and whether it's negative or good, um, you have to you have to see it as why. <clears throat> so why is this happening? Like, okay, where is this gonna? Where this happened for this reason? Why is it? Where is it going? Something. Like the good outcome instead of looking at nothing bad outcome the situation. Okay. Junior, what's your perspective on this? And then I'm gonna to go to you, Rolanda. You've been through how many rebuilds? You've been to how many different companies? Cool. Right? But the only thing that's been consistent is your mindset about what you have to do, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I would say first starting out, you know, it's a frustrating job. You could of course, you go into the negative mind state, but I mean, going through the process inevitably just made me, I would say, take more accountability, accountability for what I have to do instead of going to that state of, oh, this happened to me because this person or that person or that person or this person. Like, granted, everybody, you know, vents out, so you might vent five to ten minutes, but it's really about going through all these negatives to understand that, taking accountability and just detaching yourself from the suffering and just accepting it to move forward is what's going to get you forward. I love that. Alana? I mean, for me, it's like, it's either you're going to play the victim or you're going to strive through it. Like, you can play the victim. It's so easy to say, oh, this is happening to me. But, you know, and pain is growth. So you got to think positively. Like, this happened to me for a reason. So you got to bring your mindset up a little higher. So you say, Look, this is happening for me, not to me. I mean, it's easier, you know, our default is like, okay, it's happening to me. But, you know, 
on a higher level, it's like this happened before me. Mm-hmm. So okay, yeah. I was gonna say anytime it's it's easy out there on the field, I always think it's something's wrong. Like when it's not hard, that's when I'm like, okay, like I, I have to understand like. If it's hard, it's for a reason to be hard, it's gonna be an outcome mm-hmm. for it. If it's too easy, something's bound to happen. Let me get back to the basics. Like, I love it. it. So we're gonna go through a challenge with this, right? Two different ways to perceive it, to me or for me. So challenge, someone says no to you, you get rejected. I love this one for us because it's a fact. Whether it's in a home, whether it's on the doors, you get rejected more than you succeed. Mm-hmm. Right? No matter what. So disempowering reaction. We're gonna talk about a reaction that takes your power away. Disempower. That puts you in a suffering state. You start to ask yourself these questions, right? Mm -hmm. What if everyone says no to me? Okay? Mm -hmm. What if everyone hates my product? What if I'm not good enough to do this? Mm -hmm. What are some other questions you find yourself asking when you get rejected all day long? What pops into your mind, Kevin? Some variation of these or one question overall? Because I'm asking you guys to look internally on this. Mm -hmm. Because that's really where you're going to pull out your individual weakness where we need to reframe those questions. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's either I think it's me or I think he's the product. I'm like, this is just not gonna work. Like, this is nobody thinks this. So yeah. it's either like I'm like I'm not in the right mentality. Like, it's either that. But when I feel like I'm in the right mentality, I'm still getting no. I'm like, this is just not gonna work. Right. And then I just have to take a step back and just think about it a little bit and just go again. Good. Roland, what about you? What's some disempowering reaction or question you sometimes run into? Um, you know, it's it's a toss up because you know. I can get in the house and, you know, the husband loves me and the wife, she's like, no, I don't want to do any business with this lady. No. So, I mean, I think for the opposite sex, you know, just finding their, you know, look, I'm here to help you guys. This is not like something like that. I think that would be my weakness, like seeing the vibe and how to come over, overcome that. Okay. Cool. What about you, Junior? Is there a question you find? You're asking yourself when you get into a suffering state or a disempowering state? I mean, I've been through it so many times. I mean, I would ask myself all these questions every single why I'm doing this, what am I here for, this and that. But just being through it so many times, I know that you just got to accept it and move on. That's why I said, like, if it's not hard, if it's not going to change you, like, if it's easy and you're just going through the motions, granted, you know, it might be good for you here and there, but I feel like it's not going to change you. Yeah, I agree. JP, what do you think? One of the next questions nails it, or is it something different? I think what if I fail is really what's most relevant to me. I, mean, I make great first impressions. So if I if I hit, knock a door and I really hit it off with someone, um, and they're like, oh yeah, come back later or something like that, and I forget to do so, and then I'm, it's a week out or something, I'm like, oh, I want to go back to the home. Now I'm starting to think, oh, what if what if I don't make that same impression? What if I don't make that same connection? Yeah. Now that's a loss. Sure. You know what I mean? So it's like I love I that. Kind of reverse I love that. So here's the same challenge. Someone says no to you. Here's an empowering reaction to a beautiful state, right? When someone says no, they're not saying no to you. I think that's what Janir's saying in a very different way, but kind of getting to it in, in, in a different direction, right? They're sit, they're not saying no to you, they're saying no to your business proposal. Right? Rejection isn't personal. So, rejection is a chance to learn to do better next time, right? It's it's an ability to fail forward. Mm-hmm. What can I learn from this? That's an empowering reaction, right? How can I improve my presentation? Whether that's on the door or inside the home. Mm-hmm. What can I do differently to make sure next time the person says yes to me, right? So it's the same challenge, but different questions. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, a lot of us, myself included, We'll go into these suffering states and we're asking ourselves these questions on autopilot. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And all of this t- ties back to what? We already covered it. Why are we asking these negative suffering state questions on autopilot? For survival purposes. For survival purposes. Yeah. So you have to first understand how you're programmed in order to move past that programming. Sure. Doesn't that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so grateful and that's why I invested this money into this program because you have to look inwardly before you can understand how to change the outward world. If you don't understand that you're a, your brain is a million-year-old piece of survival software that has one job and one job only, it's not to make you safe, it's not to make you rich, it's not to help you build a huge business, mm-hmm. it's not to help you have a perfect family life, mm-hmm. what is the one and only resource of your mind? Survival. Survival and keeping you safe. Bless you. Survival and keeping you safe. 
So you need to learn to override that mechanism to be able to use your mind to help you achieve those levels of success and, and, and riches, financial, mental, physical, emotional, right, that you want for yourself. But that can't happen if your brain, which has been programmed for a million years to protect you, is constantly holding you in a safe zone. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's so impactful when you think about it this way yeah. because you also have to understand that that's how your customers are wired too. That's right. And customers are wired for safety and security. Mm -hmm. So them changing their product because they have more belief in you than something that they've already been doing for years, that's your challenge. That's right. So that's why if you appreciate that and you approach it from a place of understanding, you're, you realize that they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to change because change takes them out of their survival and safety mode. Mm -hmm. Right? You guys have all met people that are better off staying in a place of scarcity and safety mm -hmm. when clearly there's a better option right across the road. Yeah. Right, Jenny? We were having this conversation yesterday. You had set up a guy today for 5 p.m. that has a $1,000 bill that looked like the solar before and he needed to reschedule. Right? Janir got a little bit angry about that, as, as I would yes. too. Yes. But when you think about it this way, yes. some people love to dwell in misery because they know it and it's safe. Mm -hmm. How many people do you know are in relationships that they just should not be in? Mm -hmm. Why are they in those relationships? Because they've tied it in their mind to safety and security. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because in their mind, it's safer to remain here than to go somewhere else. Right even if it's miserable being where they are. Mm -hmm. So once you understand that mindset, it's not you against somebody that hates you, mm -hmm. it's you against somebody that's programmed the same way you are. Mm -hmm. Isn't that profound? Uh -huh. Yeah. So, let's keep it moving. JP. The successful people that have, that have the business and life they, that you want to always have the successful people that have always that have the businesses in life that you want or want to have always take a no and learn from it. They find a way to empower themselves, especially when things are their hard, are at their hardest. Right. So successful people always force themselves to react this way. Right. It's just a muscle. If every time you run into something, you're forcing yourself to react in an empowering way in a beautiful state, it's going to become your autopilot. It's going to become your, your auto function. Mm -hmm. If every time you let yourself go on autopilot, you already know you're going which way. Doesn't that just make sense? Mm -hmm. And if you think back throughout your day, think about the reactions you deal with. More often than not, the stuff that holds you down is the suffering from the challenges you're dealing with that you put on yourself. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that just make sense? It's crazy, but when you think about it this way, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay? So let's keep it moving. The most important decision, and it's really just this simple. Yeah, engineer. The most important decision you will ever make is that you will not suffer anymore. It's really just a decision. That's right. Because if you're going to live on autopilot, which way are you going? Negative every time. That's right. But if you choose that you're not going to suffer anymore, and that's a conscious thought that you have every time you go into a certain challenge, you are going to live in a beautiful state, which is going to allow you to move forward faster. And the second you overcome that challenge, now you build that confidence. Mm -hmm. But if you let yourself go on autopilot, which direction will you go every single time? Mm -hmm. Can you sell people when you're negative? No. You can Exactly right. Jimmy. What it comes down to is what you were choosing to focus on. If that is the case, how do we change our focus? The answer is questions. The answer is questions. Change your focus by asking yourself the right questions. Does that make sense? Your brain is always searching for problems to solve. It's like Google, right? Give it the problem you want to solve. An unsolved problem is a threat to your brain. Take control. It will find an answer to every single question you give it, good or bad. Right now, what questions are you giving your brain? Mostly disempowering negative questions. So what results are you getting? What answers are you getting? Disempowering negative answers. 
It's so crazy how simple this is. <laughs> it's a mind game. It's all it is. It's you versus you. Mm-hmm. So if you're not asking the right questions, right? If you're trying to figure out how to bake a cake mm-hmm. and you type into Google how to ride a bike, mm-hmm. are you going to figure out how to bake a cake from that search, from that search result? No. Because you're asking the wrong questions. That's right. So if you're asking yourself, why do I suck at this job? Why can't I make an in-home presentation? Why is everything I'm setting falling off? Why am I stuck where I'm at? How did I make 15 grand month one and now I don't know how to do it again? Mm-hmm. Guess what answers you're gonna get? Negative. Why you suck at this job? Why nothing can run? Because it's Google. Yeah. It's just that simple. Yeah. You can't type something into Google and not get the answer you want. That's the job of a search engine. Mm-hmm. So if you're asking yourself, how come I can never get up on time? Guess what your mind is gonna do? Start going back through your years of life and find examples as to why it was hard for you to get up. Mm-hmm. Maybe you watched your dad struggle with getting out of bed on time and you're like, oh, it's just genetics. Mm-hmm. Not saying that's the case with your dad. <laughs> maybe you don't, you know, maybe nobody in your family's made over 5,000 bucks in a month, right? So Kevin, in your mind, you're like, it's not possible for anybody in my family. It's not possible for me. Mm-hmm. But if you ask yourselves the wrong questions, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. You're going to get the wrong answer. You're going to get the right answer, but it's not going to be the empowering answer you want. You're still attracting that, but you want, you're attracting the stuff that you're saying. But isn't it that crazy? That's how powerful you are. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. Yeah. I don't know. The internet keeps dropping that, guys. If you ask yourself terrible questions, you're only going to get terrible answers. That's really what the next one says here. Let me see if I can pull this back up. <clears throat> Is it back up? Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, guys. Is this helpful? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, if you ask terrible questions to yourself, you will give yourself terrible answers. If you ask the right questions to yourself, you will get empowering answers from yourself. Mm. It's really just that simple. So, when you're faced with a challenge, whether it's today, tomorrow, it doesn't matter. Think consciously about the questions you're asking yourself in response to the challenge you're facing. Mm-hmm. And if you are proactive and you are and you are thinking in that moment about that, the whole game can change for you. Mm-hmm. Because the reason you're not where you want to be is that autopilot suffering survival state. Mm-hmm. Okay? Rolanda, can you read that one, please? The questions most of us have been asking ourselves are: How could this go wrong? How am I not? How am I not qualified to be successful in this industry? Etc. Can you now see how asking some questions like this are bringing you into a suffering state? Right? We're covering all this. Yes. If you're asking yourself these questions throughout the day, mm-hmm. how could this go wrong? Isn't it funny how things tend to happen and it goes more wrong? Mm-hmm. If you're asking, how am I not qualified to be successful in this industry, which I think it's a common thing that happens when people transition to a different level in the business or get a promotion or move into leadership roles, right? You go from a place you were comfortable making money and succeeding in to now a different level in this business, right? So you might be asking yourself, you three of you, which I'm not saying you are, what if I'm not qualified to be at this level, right? If that thought ever pops up in your mind, you know what your brain's going to do? Find reasons to validate why you are not qualified to be at this level. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's so, the whole game is psychological. Mm-hmm. I, my uncle always told me to fake it until you make it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. When you make it, you fake it. Mm-hmm. Junior, can you read that one? You've been asking disempowering questions for far too long, which is why you can get disempowering answers. This is why you're not elevating yourself to the level of performance you're actually capable of. Does this make sense? What do you think? Yeah. Okay. Does anybody have any examples of this? We kind of already covered this in terms of the questions you've been asking yourself. Yeah. But if you think back now to a day where you were out there and grinding and not getting anything done, is there questions in your mind that you're thinking that you realize now it wasn't the homeowner in front of you. Mm-hmm. It was the questions you were asking yourself before you went up to that home, mm-hmm. before you stepped into that sale. Mm-hmm. Right? So it's the disempowering questions you've been asking yourself that are driving the results that you don't want. Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to questions. That's why you have to program yourself. Why is now the right time? Here's some empowering questions. Why is now the right time? Why will I succeed at this business? Why, does, why do I deserve to make $10,000 a month? Mm-hmm. 
What are my biggest strengths? Focus on what you're great at. How can I make them even better? Why is this business perfect for me? These are the right types of empowering questions that you need to be asking yourself. And when you run into a challenge and you can simply ask these questions to yourself rather than these, you're going to find those answers because your brain is Google. Your brain is a million year old Google search engine. But if you let it go to default, it's going to give you negative answers. And it's not gonna give you negative answers because you have depression or anxiety. It's gonna give you negative answers for one reason, one reason only. Survival. Survival. And if you're trying to survive, can you thrive? No. Right? Survival is being eternal. Survival is holding yourself to a point where it's like, I just have to stay still. You can't move forward if you're standing still. Mm-hmm. And the questions you're asking yourself are either pushing you to the next level, or they're keeping you where you are, or even worse, pushing you back. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So the most important decision is what? I will not suffer anymore. It's a choice. It's a choice based on the questions that you're asking yourself. yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's why I wanted you guys to come to this meeting today to think about the questions you're asking yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're not negative. It's not a choice. Your subconscious is going to take you there based on a million-year-old survival software. Mm-hmm. You have to program that because if it programs for you and operates on autopilot, you're going the bit, you're going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kevin, be more intentional and less autopilot. When you are in a jar, you cannot read the label. What does this mean? When you are in the jar, you cannot read the label. What does that mean? You gotta see see it from a different picture. You gotta see it from the outside. Yeah. You gotta, like analyze everything. Yeah. Different perspective. Right? When you're inside of yourself, can you see what's going on on the outside? You're stuck here. Mm-hmm. And what you were talking about before is when things are going easy, you're, at, you're, you're, you're in an outside perspective. When you're feeling negative and drained and, and things aren't going right, you're inside yourself. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a powerful tool because when you put yourself outside of yourself and look at things from an external point of view, mm-hmm. all of a sudden everything grows. And that's why writing a list out for yourself is great because you're being intentional. You're outside of yourself. You're reading a label. You're writing down the things that make you better. Mm-hmm. But if you're just inside and you're on autopilot and you're not intentional, you're not going to be able to grow. Mm-hmm. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. So, can you guys write this or put this in your phones or whatever you do? Here's the whole thing, right? So, your questions drive your focus. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then it really comes down to there. Your questions drive your focus, and your questions are putting you in an empowering or disempowering or empowering state. A disempowering state is suffering. It doesn't feel good. It's hell on earth. An empowering state is a beautiful state. You feel good. It feels like heaven. You're in the right mindset, which means you can perform. And if you just think about this, would you ever choose to be here? Would you ever willingly choose to be here? But yet 90% of the time, guess where you're living? Here. And that's why the training started out with most people just live in a very low state of suffering. They think they're in a beautiful state, but they're just in a low level of suffering. That's right. And you know what it likes to, you know what it feels like to live in a beautiful state, right? You're throwing up appointments, you're selling deals, your friendships are great, you're making money, you're going to the gym, you're jumping out of bed in the morning, you're being intentional, your relationships are great. That's where you want to live. Does this all make sense? Okay. Next. The magic formula. Jim. If you notice yourself in a state of suffering, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? What am I focusing on right now that is causing me to feel this way? Okay, so if you notice your state of suffering, ask yourself simply, why do I feel this way? So let's talk through this, right? Okay, you find yourself in a state of suffering today. Okay. okay. Why do you think that might be? Why do you typically find yourself in a state of suffering? Um, 
in the stability. I just, you feel like maybe you're not where you should be career-wise. Feel like maybe there's something else you could be doing. You feel like, you know what, maybe I got a, I got a baby on the way. Do I have enough in the bank, right? There's different yeah. questions that constantly come up, right? Mm -hmm. That's, in that moment, you need to figure out what am I focusing on right now that's causing me to feel this way? Because that's where the suffering comes from. Mm -hmm. The challenge is one thing, but the suffering is what? It's the self-obsession. It's how is this thing that I'm suffering from right now where I'm focusing on the challenge in front of me going to negatively impact me? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So once you notice that you're in a state of suffering, that's step one. Notice you're in a state of suffering. Step two is ask yourself why you feel this way. Be self-aware. What am I focusing on right now? And for most of us, it's the same thing reoccurring in different ways throughout the whole day. Mm -hmm. Right? There's all, we all have one concern at, at, at best that's in our mind mm -hmm. that's like reoccurring, that just rips us away from our place of safety. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay? What is the opposite of what I fear? Ask yourself that. That's how you get yourself out of it. You guys did it before when you closed your eyes. You thought, you thought about something that was bad, mm -hmm. a challenge. Then you thought about something you were grateful for, and what happened? You switched. So that's what you need to do here. This is the magic formula. What's the opposite of that fear? Right? Mm -hmm. If you, it's, I'm going to be a fantastic father. Mm -hmm. I am a huge people person and I would do anything for my family. Doesn't that switch the whole thing? Yeah. And it allows you to move forward. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next, what empowering questions do I need to ask to reinforce the opposite of what I'm feeling? I have great relationships. My wife would not be with me if I was not going to be a great father, right? Whatever it is, what questions can I ask myself that are going to reinforce the opposite of what I'm fearing, right? I've had wild success in sales before. This is nothing. It doesn't matter. Whatever questions you're asking yourself have to be empowering. Mm -hmm. I usually have that this type of a diet. I remember one time. One day I when the car got totaled and my wife was like super upset about the car. She was like, Why is this happening to us? Like we don't have any money and I'm like, Don't don't think about that way, because I was trying to make it feel better. I was like, think about, you know, this is happening for us. Think about it, we don't have to pay the monthly bills that we're paying that was super high. We've been having issues with this car and it's so much money to get fixed. Now we're gonna find a car that'll get paid cheaper and we don't have to worry about that. And it's true that we have You literally just went through the entire thing. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. So your wife, let's go through that scenario. The, the, your wife was in a state of suffering, mm -hmm. asked her, you know, you asked yourself, right, why, why, why does she feel this way, why do I feel this way? And she was focusing on the fact of all of the opposites of what you just said. How are we gonna get around, we don't have any money, why is this happening to us, blah, 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 right, all the negative stuff was compounding. You jumped in and you said, you know what? We don't want that car payment anyway. It's giving us a shot to get into something more reasonable that allows us to put more money towards our future and our family, right? And you ask those some questions and you change the state instantly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which internally means your wife probably have more belief in you, more belief that you're gonna be a great father, and more belief that everything's gonna work and that she made the right choice in choosing you as her husband, right? Mm -hmm. All of that stuff happens like that. Mm -hmm. So closing exercise. We're gonna go through this again and we're gonna do it this way, okay? So everybody close your eyes. I'm gonna do this with you. Take six deep, conscious breaths, right? So, in your nose, out your mouth. Six times. Let's hear you breathing. That's two. Go for three. Number four. Number five. And number six. And then keep your eyes closed after number six. And we're gonna go back to what we went through before. What was your most common state this past year? Think about that. Was it a beautiful state where everything was amazing all the time? Or was it mostly suffering? Was there more stress and anxiety than you wanted? Were you worrying too much about the future and that you were not far enough along. Think about that. How did you live this last year? 
Was it empowering? Was it beautiful? Were you asking yourself the right questions when you faced challenges? Or were you always on autopilot? Did you have some good days here and there, but for the most part, the overall theme of the last 12 months for you was generally a suffering state, whether it was a low level of suffering, mid or high. And then the next question I want you to ask yourself is, if you stayed this way for the rest of your life, would you be a happy person or a person in suffering? Think about that. Play that through. If you stayed this way, if you echo the last 12 months of your life for the next 60, 70 years, would you be a happy person or a person in suffering? Okay? Open your eyes. Now I want you to write down what you just figured out about yourself. Think right down that state. If you were in a state of suffering, how can you switch to a beautiful state? The key here is you don't want to judge yourself or freak out. Look at it objectively, right? Like you just observed somebody else's life for the last 12 months. And think to yourself, how can I change this if I've been living this past year in a negative state? Or if you're in a beautiful state, ask yourself how you can further amplify it. When you look at things objectively, through that lens, after taking six big deep breaths, you should be able to pinpoint what you need to change. And again, more often than not, after going through the basics of how your mind is wired, it was really because you weren't asking yourself the right questions when you faced the challenges you did. Does that make sense? But the key is not to repeat a life a year over and over again and call it a life that you didn't want. And what you're doing right now is called journaling. Asking yourself questions and then writing down on paper the answers to those questions for yourself is how you make changes. And if anybody wants to share when they're done with that, I'd love to hear open feedback in a room of just five of us. But if it's personal, feel free to keep that to yourself. So I'll give you guys some time to do that. You got something, Gene? You want to share? You can basically want to keep it to yourself. Good. <laughs> okay. No, okay. Okay. I respect that. Um, Anybody have anything you want to share? If not, we can move on. I mean, I think this last past year, I've been in um, a state of struggle, of uh, suffering. Okay. Um, I mean, because your brain obviously goes to survival mode, and being a single parent, I, I have to not only survive for myself, but for my son as well. Sure. So I think um, just the feeling of being safe. And the way I can change that is asking myself better questions, changing my questions to myself, and striving to better myself for myself. I love that. Cool. Um, I think... You don't have to be the one to you got something that'd be great. I think the main thing that I have to ask myself you know, throughout the year is just like, um, where am I now, like where I want to be, and why haven't I uh, accomplished all everything that I wanted to accomplish? Mm -hmm. And you know, the way I see it, I was like, you know, um, I just have to believe more in myself and give myself more credit for everything that I have accomplished. You know, I've done a lot of things that many people might actually have been able to do. And I don't give myself credit because I, I'm always trying to do more because I want to just, you know, that's just natural sure. for me to strive for more. But I just have to give myself credit and just appreciate all the things that mm -hmm. I have been able to accomplish so far. Good. I love that. JP, you have something you want to keep it to yourself? Um, I mean, I, I suppose just just like you know, coming along to presume you as well. I mean, like you know, I felt as though I've been living in a state of suffering or, or a state of negativity. I, I guess I'd rather frame it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, given that, you know, the question that I need to ask myself is, uh, what can I do to elevate my life from one of negativity to a life well lived? Um, and I guess I have some things that I need to focus on. So. Cool. Good. Yeah, and just to share with you guys, same thing with me, right? Like uh, last December, I think it was, August, December, um, I built up a company, engineer knows this, to three and a half 
you know, sometimes $4 million a month. And then I was tossed out, fired, just, you know, we're paying this guy too much money, whatever, you know, and, and it was, that was hard. I'd never been fired before. And I put my blood, sweat, and tears into another company. Um, and then I look back over the last year and it was hard. It was painful. And, uh, you know, immediately I went into a place of self-obsession and I thought to myself, how am I going to afford my bills? How am I, you know, what is my fiance going to think of me? Right? And, and a lot of that was really challenging. And then, you know, full transparency with you guys with kind of where we're at now is like this, this rebuild. I have no problem doing this, but asking myself over and over again, it's like, is this really what I should be doing? Right? Maybe I'm meant to go be the bottom guy at a big company and, and go learn from people instead of always being the person that has to deliver the value. And it's hard, right? But then I remind myself that, you know what? I'm in this place for a reason, right? It's happening for me, not to me, right? Because if I wouldn't have been fired from my previous company, I would still be there just milking the system and not growing, right? Being put into this situation now, I have a real responsibility. I meet with the CEO of the company and give him leadership advice on how to be more of a sales leader. Mm -hmm. I, ne I never, my previous company, the CEO was doing four hundred million dollars a year. He didn't need my advice. Mm -hmm. So now I have an opportunity to coach up, and, and people come to me and they're truly trying to, you know, pick my brain about how to grow a company. Mm -hmm. I never had this type of responsibility and respect at my previous companies. Mm -hmm. So to be here now. I've been working my way through a level of suffering more towards that beautiful state, and it's hard. But the key is the questions you ask yourself. Because I often find myself asking myself these negative and disempowering questions, but I'm trying every day, especially why I invested the money into this program, to recognize when I feel that way and put myself into a, a more empowering questions. Because the second I do that, I end the suffering, I overcome the challenge, and I add more value. And I really think if there's one takeaway that I hope you guys saw in your mind when you closed your eyes and you took those deep breaths and you thought about the last year, that you're more in control than you probably gave yourself credit for. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And you look at it now, fast forward today, a lot of those things you stressed about 12 months ago, did they really impact you as much as you thought they would at that time? Mm -hmm. No, you're still here. You survived 100% of your worst days. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the reality of it is then you have more control. Mm -hmm. So the commitment I've made to myself, and I hope you guys make the same, is that you're not gonna let these challenges go to suffering any longer. You're gonna recognize them for what they are, detach the suffering and the personal self-obsession, woe is me bullshit, and you're gonna move forward and you're just gonna deal with the challenge for what it is, a challenge. Mm -hmm. Because that self-obsession and suffering you attach to it is what makes that challenge feel like you can't get over it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I dragged that firing on mentally for seven months. Mm -hmm. And I didn't sleep, and because I wasn't sleeping, I woke up with no energy, which meant I didn't go to the gym as much as I should have, which means I felt worse, which means I didn't perform at the level that I should have. I didn't give my fiance the attention that I should have because I wasn't all there because I was foggy. Mm -hmm. Right? So yeah. that's how most people live their lives. It's one level of suffering that leads to an X, to an X, to an X, mm -hmm. and before they know it, their life is over. Mm -hmm. Right? But it all comes down to the questions you ask yourself and how long you let yourself dwell. Mm -hmm. So the last thing I want to cover with you guys is how uh, the guy ended the training the other day. Um, Junior, can you read that last one? Am I married to my business or am I just dating this? Dating it. Imagine this. You are dating somebody and the whole time you're dating, you're thinking of there's probably, there's probably someone else out there that fits you better. You are never going to fully commit to someone you're going, you're dating if you're constantly thinking there's someone else out there better for you. If you are married to someone, you should be committed. There is no one else for you. You need to be married to your business. When you do that, your business will explode. Stop dating your business. Become married to it. Achieve the results you want. Mm, nice. What does that mean, right? Are you married to your business or are you just dating? So lifestyle is just not a five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it just the fling of the week, right? Or is it just what's making you happy now, but while you're in the field while you're getting ready for the day, you're applying on Indeed or you're talking to your friends or you're trying to figure out what they're up to, right? Because if you're just dating it, are you ever going to get the results you want? No. No. But if you're committed to what you say you're going to do, mm -hmm. you burn the bridges. Mm -hmm. You have to succeed. Mm -hmm. 
right? And we all saw that with Rwanda when she came here her first month and made all this money. She had to make it work for herself and her son. And she did, right? That's how you succeed in business. But what people tend to do is they marry their business to get what they want and then they go back to it dating. Or they never marry their business and they're just dating and they might have a bunch of talent so they can get some results. But the people that marry their business and they make it a lifestyle, as Janir just put it, they are the ones that get the results. Right? Think about this. You can throw this into anything else. Am I married to my health and my fitness? Or am I just dating? Do I go to the gym a couple days a week or do I obsess about my diet, what I put in my body, and how I want to look, and do I have goals, right? Those people always achieve great health and fitness goals, right? Personal development, education, it all goes hand in hand. Am I married to it or am I just dating it? That's another positive question I would highly recommend you ask yourself with anything you're doing. Am I married to my business or am I just dating it? Okay? And then in closing, control all delete. Control yourself. Alter your thoughts, right? We just covered that. And delete your negativity. That's the whole key to this, guys. Bless you. Control yourself. Don't allow yourself to go on autopilot. It doesn't, you already know this from today's training. If you go on autopilot, it's not autopilot to grow. It's autopilot to suffer. Does that make sense? Alter your thoughts. Be aware of what you're thinking. Recognize, am I suffering? Ask yourself that question. I don't feel good right now. Is there a chance I'm suffering? Probably yes, right? And then delete that negativity by reframing your focus by asking yourself the right questions, right? That's all you have to do. And if you can override that software in your brain, you are going to be wildly successful in anything you do. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you guys the way we always wrap these things up, and hopefully you guys took some value from this. What are some takeaways that you have from this? And we'll go this way around, Kevin, in regards to how this can help you in any aspect of your life. Um, well, I think just the fact that you see everything from a different perspective instead of, instead of just being bottled inside.